On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, Paige Wakefield joins us to talk about her journey in baseball, representing Alberta and Canada, and what she's up to today. Welcome to episode 124 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. First off, a happy belated International Women's Day, one and all. We've been lucky enough to have quite a few conversations over the last couple of years around the women's game in this province and highlighted them on social media back on March 8th. From profiling players like Nicola Chansky, Kelsey Laller, Tara Slikonich, Ellie Jesperson, and Madison Willen, to our chat with Baseball Alberta's Barb Northcott and Chris James about the growth of the game as a whole, it felt like there was a lot of momentum before the pandemic hit. During the pandemic, I was lucky enough to emcee the Girls' Day in Baseball online sessions put on by Baseball Alberta, featuring panel discussions with past and present players to help keep the spotlight on the game. And that's where I first chatted with Paige Wakefield. The St. Albert product represented our province at Nationals on a few occasions and went to Havana, Cuba for Team Canada's spring training in 2010. She had an illustrious career spanning 13 years, including a gold medal at Nationals in 2006. She later got into coaching and is now in physiotherapy. Earlier this week, we took to Zoom to chat about her journey in baseball, some of her personal highlights, and how she uses those experiences in her day-to-day life today. Paige, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Do you remember the first moment when you stepped foot on a baseball field and said, yeah, this is a pretty cool sport. I could see myself doing this. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was so young. I remember coach pitch and I think I must, you know, I love to hit and I, you know, hit, cranked a ball and I remember running the bases and it's just, I don't know, so much joy came from that as a kid, just hitting the ball as hard as you could. And everyone gets so excited and is cheering you on. And I think that was definitely part of me enjoying and latching onto the game. Do you remember when you said, okay, this is something that I want to do long-term or maybe even reach for the stars, so to speak? The first year that I played on Team Alberta um, and kind of realized the potential that there was to, you know, pursue the sport competitively. And um, Chris James was my coach and really treated us like high-performance athletes. And once I had had a taste of that I really thought I do want to pursue this and I want to get better and I want to, you know, reach my full potential and dedicate myself to it. Was that a challenge growing up, especially being in Alberta? We always talk about hockey and football kind of being one, two, and then baseball is sort of at the, the bottom of the scale almost. And so from a guy's perspective, it's one thing, but explain that from a, from a women's perspective. Yeah, for us, I mean, you know, women still play hockey, but the the distinction, I think, is the softball-baseball debate because, you know, even when my parents were registering me, people would question why I wasn't playing softball. And um, once I made the switch over, I thought, you know, it's so much easier to grip a baseball for me being female. I have smaller hands, A, but the the different intricacies of the, of the game, like being able to lead off and, and stealing and all of those other things, again, gripped me and, and I never looked back to softball. Um, and my parents just wouldn't let me play hockey because they didn't want me to get concussions. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you play a lot of, uh, of other sports growing up? 
I did. I started out playing a bit of soccer. That didn't really land for me. Gymnastics, I really enjoyed. But my, you know, my parents kind of said the time commitment's ramping up. Which do you want to play? Gymnastics, baseball. What do you want to do? I picked baseball. And then throughout junior high and high school, I um, played a lot of basketball in the in the baseball off season. And especially given that it's not a in Alberta, it's not a 24 seven 365 kind of thing. And so talk about the development side of the game when you are able to kind of take that that break from the game and not burn out in the game itself. Mm-hmm. I, I know for me by the you know, I pushed myself and gave my all every season by the end of baseball season, my arm is toasted and you know we've pitched we've taken the advil we've done everything we should and shouldn't do so having that off season you know it really makes you feel so much stronger when you do come back to the game that when you're playing catch the first time you come back you're like okay i i needed that my arm and my body needed that um but then switching to another team sport like basketball you're still getting the training you're still getting the camaraderie and and you know teamwork so it just is a it, it, it develops different skills for you. You mentioned Chris James, but name some of the other people who uh, were really integral in making sure that not just you were succeeding, but your teams were succeeding, that uh, the game was growing here in this province. Definitely. Um, Sheen Bromley was another coach that really helped in my development. Um, I always looked up to Nicole Chansky. She was kind of the player that I looked up to and really wanted to, you know, I really saw how much she accomplished and she was in my local area. Um, and also my, my good friend, Heidi Northcott, both of her parents, Barb Northcott and Harold Northcott um, were always super supportive of, of all of us. Um, but it, really Chris James for me is the one that introduced me to baseball, treated me like an athlete and gave me the spot on team Alberta that kind of sparked it all for me. You mentioned Team Alberta. Give us some of the highlights from your time with that program, because that had to have been quite the time, especially when you consider some of the talent that was coming from this province and, and some of the teammates that you would have had. The first year that I played on Team Alberta was in 2005, um, and that was when I first met Heidi Northcott, and her and I are still good friends to this day. Um, we won bronze at that tournament, and we weren't really expected to. So it was really exciting to come home with a medal. That was in Parksville, BC. That was my first experience at nationals. So getting to travel to BC and then have that experience, meeting other girls from Quebec, Ontario, Saskatchewan, and you know that that feeling at that tournament was really special. Um, and then the following year in 2006 was the year I was um, picked for the uh, Bantam Team Alberta, and that was the first year that Alberta had won gold at nationals. So that was a really special tournament for me as well. And, um, it, it, I, you know, that's, that's definitely one that you hold on to winning gold moving forward. It was just all the travel we got to do every year. You know, we went to Granby, Quebec, we went to Montreal, you know, we went to Toronto. Um, so those were all incredible experiences. Um, and then getting to go with team Canada to spring training camp in Havana, Cuba was another one. And uh, I could list for days all of the uh, friends that I made playing baseball growing up, especially, you know, playing Team Alberta with with the women and girls at the end of the season. Um, You create such a connection with them because, you know, during the whole season, you're playing on guys teams. You're all spread out across the province and then you finally get to come together. Tara Slaconich, Candy Wyatt, um, Steph Baranek, Heidi Northcott. I like I said, I I can keep going the whole roster. Essentially, you create a special 
friendships and relationships with everyone. I want to continue on that friendship path for a second here because it seems as though no matter who you talk to, that seems to be the most special aspect of this is, um, yeah, you get to play a game that you love and yeah, you get to travel the world and we'll get to that in a second, but it's the friendships. It's those people that are, you get to hold on forever with and talk about being able to foster some relationships that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Yeah, I think it's... Part of it is, you know, you're on a team, you're all working towards a common goal, but it's also what you're, what you're going through on you, what you go through on the field and what you go through in life, because you have great days on the field. You have great days on the diamond where you're making good plays. You're, you know, you're hitting great, but then you have times where you're making errors, where you're in a slump, where you can't throw a strike to save your life. And these are the people that pick you up and and tell you to keep going, to shake it off, you know, that, that are supporting you through that. And then it's the same way in your personal life. Like I've kept in touch with these people year to year. We always know what's going on with each other and um, how we're doing and checking in. And it's the same thing. It's you can rely on them for those ups and downs in life, just as the ups and downs in baseball. And obviously you have those uh, trips, as I mentioned, and it's got to be something else. When you did you ever take that moment to go, I can't believe we're going here, you know, Havana, Cuba or wherever the case may be and go, I'm getting to play baseball and getting to travel the world. This is insane. Yeah. I mean, the further, the furthest that I ever went was the Cuba trip. And, you know, that's a, that's a huge experience getting to see, you know, completely different culture, completely different um, scenery. There's, there's the ocean. Everyone loves baseball there. It's um, really amazing experience, but it's also just the local travel. That first trip that, well, the first trip we did to Parksville, BC, we took, we took a bus as a team so that's hours and hours of team building and, and, you know, just being girls and hanging out, reading magazines and, and talking about sports, talking about everything. So there's that aspect of bonding and even going to Vauxhall for our training camp was so special where you're, you know, you're doing a week long training camp, you're eating and sleeping and training together every single day. Um, you would do visualizations as a team and, all of that is just so important to building friendships and, and building a strong team. What did it mean to you to be able to wear it? It's like the hockey theme where it's like, what does it mean to wear the maple leaf on the front of the chest? But whether it's, you know, having the big A on your ball cap or whether it's mm-hmm. having the maple leaf on you, what did that mean to you to be able to represent your jurisdiction at the moment? Yeah. You know what? It's a, it's a sense of pride and, um, and maybe a bit of responsibility. Like I'm representing this group of people and I want to do them proud. And um, yeah, you just, you just want to do your best. And it's, it's that, it's that next level. Um, it's that next level. And that's the, that's the end of it. Like it's hard to describe that. It's hard to describe that feeling and put it into words, but it's definitely special. Talk a little bit about your role as it changed over the decade or so that you were able to play and, and represent Alberta, because I assume you went from, you know, you go from that raw rookie to being the veteran on the team and seeing some of these young, mm-hmm. young up and comers. Talk about that transition and that transformation that you saw within your own game. Definitely. When I was a rookie, I, you know, I, I batted my way onto the team, but the team was pretty much set like at my position I wanted to play was shortstop uh, I, I got knocked over to third base which was fine mm-hmm. and then I you know I grew to really enjoy playing third base but you know you see the the senior players on the team 
team and, you know, their skill level. And you're like, I mean, that's your position. A hundred percent. That's your position. I'm not that good, but you know, you work and you practice and you, you get better at it. You take, you take away what, you know, the second base shortstop are doing. And when I played, I remember my third year Bantam, I finally got the shift over to shortstop and I was so excited. And then, you know, I think it was our first game. I was just hit after hit was coming to me at shortstop and I was, and I was playing them and I was doing well. And I was, you know, I was making, making plays, catching the fly balls, making the double plays. And I think moment, a moment like that is where you see it's, it's come full circle. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm this senior player now that feels confident enough in this position and is able to make, able to make those plays. And that's the transformation in your game, just showing some of your hard work paying off. Did you see much in the way of transformation in the game itself from an Alberta perspective over that course of the decade? Did you see some some noticeable growth in the abilities and the, the talent that was coming out of this province? You know, I think the team that I started out on um, or that, that won the gold medal, the 2006 team, I think that was one of the stronger teams that I had played on. As I moved up, the players I was seeing come up were good, but I feel like there maybe wasn't enough of an investment in in attracting girls to the sport. Um, there's, I mean, there's still great athletes. Everyone is a great athlete. I think some of them, maybe baseball was more so their secondary than their primary sport. You know, other girls were playing um, playing basketball or hockey or whatever it was. So moving up, and, and I don't know if that's just the perspective as, as you get better at the game, your caliber expectations is higher, but um, I, I feel like that gold medal team was one of the better teams I played on. And then moving into the women's open division, that's really where the caliber was, was high. And you're playing with, you know, there's something like eight players on the team that were members of team Canada. So that was really a uh, high level, high level baseball as well. How important is that aspect of things, not just marketing the game, but also making sure you're getting in front of the eyes and in the ears of those young girls who want to play? I ask that because in chatting with Nicole Lachansky and Kelsey Lowler about it, that was one of the things that they flagged is, hey, there needs to be a little bit more of that spotlight placed on some of the talent that has already come through, but also the opportunities that are out there. A hundred percent. I think that I think that we're doing better to... Um, advertise and get the word out. I, you know, I remember for me, 2004, there was a women's world cup in Edmonton and my family went to watch. And that's the first time I'd seen women play baseball at that level, at that capacity. Um, and I think it's inspiring to see, to see women performing at that level. And, and that's, that's something we need to do is, is getting, is getting the word out there because I think the default is for women and girls to be encouraged to play softball. And they might not even know that baseball is an option for them. Um, and you know, I, I think we are doing a good job of starting to, um, encourage women and girls and having our, our women and girls, girls day in baseball. And then even just seeing female coaches is so important. Um, I didn't have very many female coaches growing up. I had, I had excellent male coaches that, you know, treated me like any other athlete, but, um, I think that that's important for us. Um, to be giving back and so that they can have someone to look up to. 
It's interesting. I've had this conversation about how success breeds success from a men's perspective. You look at Mike Soroka and how all of a sudden Alberta kids are saying, hey, I can make it to the show. Same kind of thing I assume holds true in the women's game as well is that if you do have those success stories, like we were able to highlight, say, uh, during those sessions back in June and July of last year for Girls' Day in Baseball, but also even for International Women's Day, for example, being able to spotlight some of the big things happening, all of a sudden gives those young athletes something to aspire to? Yeah, that's a that's a big question. I think that, you know, it's encouraging women to play the sport. It's um, it's really important to wel- open up a welcoming space and and foster that. I think that, um, you know, my experience growing up, I had a, I had a bit of a different experience growing up and playing sports on all male teams. I wasn't always welcome. I wasn't I wasn't always you know, I was just there to play baseball. But it wasn't always a positive experience from the perspective of other players, other parents, whatever it may be. A lot of my experiences were positive, but a lot of them, some of them weren't growing up. So I think that in in promoting Women's Day in base, promoting Girls Day in baseball and um, really encouraging everyone to be more accepting of women playing sports. And again, like it's just in it. I think being a, a physiotherapist of my background it's such an essential thing for women and girls to grow up playing these sports for self-confidence, for their health, for their physical literacy, for socializing with other players. And I think it's just promoting it, making it exciting, making it fun. Um, I think that's all very important. Well, and you segued really well into my next question, and and that's about (laughs) what you're up to nowadays and being able to take some of that baseball experience into your everyday life. How do you do that? Um, Another good question. I, I think it's baseball gave me a sense of discipline, a sense of competitiveness, um, and also helps to, helps you to understand the ups and downs. As I mentioned before, you know you have ups and downs in the game. You have ups and downs with life, and it's how you deal with them. And you know, I I always lean on my social supports to help help through tough times. Going through the pandemic, I think all of us have had to. So I think that's that's one of the big ways that baseball has translated into my personal life. Talk a little bit about your involvement in the game after you decided to quote unquote, hang them up. But I know you did some coaching. <laughs> did that teach you anything about sort of the, the role and responsibilities that, uh, that come along the, the ride and, and what's sort of needed in the game itself now? Yes, that's definitely true. As a coach, I, um, I had some really good experiences working with both male and female players. And, you know, it's, um, they, they hang on to your every word sometimes. And so you have to be careful about what you're saying and how you're saying it. Because, you know, I remember growing up, some of those experiences are going to help shape who you are and you're going to carry them forward. You know, you want to be encouraging and you want to be careful about what you're saying as a coach, as someone that's being looked up to. So I was thinking about when I was a coach, it was the final game of the season. And there was one player who had not, had been in a slump basically the whole season, hadn't hit. And this was crunch time, two out, bases loaded, and he hit a triple. And I almost burst out into tears. It was an incredible feeling to see someone's arc of their of their season go from this low point of having that low confidence in themselves to having a hit like that. The smile on on their face was incredible. And I understand moments like that are why people coach. Mm-hmm. Wanted to ask about advice 
for young women, girls who are looking at the game mm-hmm. of baseball and saying, maybe it's not for me. I mean, you when you were an athlete, you probably had those people come up and, and give you those words of advice, those alumni, et cetera, et cetera. And they, mm-hmm. now that you get to play that part, what kinds of advice would you give to them? You know, I'd say you might have to brush off a lot coming from some people who are who are negative or who don't think that playing baseball is something you should do. But again, you just let it brush off your shoulder. And if you give the game a chance, you know, you'll love it. There's there's so much to the game that um, I fell in love with and it gives so much back to you. Um, I think you just keep playing, you keep working hard. There are great opportunities in the sport. Um and I wish I wish you luck. Final question for you. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Um, you know, it's it's always hard not to be romantic about baseball, <laughs> but uh, it means a lot. When I was growing up, it really was everything. And, um, you know, it still is an, an integral part, integral part of who I am today. So it's um, it's shaped my life in many ways. So it's been it's been great, a great experience. Been a great experience being able to chat with you and catch up with you as well. Paige, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Paige Wakefield for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We hope this episode and others provide some insight into the women's game and maybe inspire the next generation of baseball players to hit the field. We're also working on bringing you a few more women onto the podcast in the weeks ahead, so make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast provider of choice as you won't want to miss those or any of our other episodes. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.